What's up, guys? Welcome to the show. It's me. My name is Mackin. This is your first time listening to this podcast. Whoa. Cool. How'd you hear about it? This is a podcast where sometimes I talk to other people about what they think and feel. Sometimes no one is here, and it's just me. I talk about what I think and feel. And I guess I hope it makes you uh, <clears throat> think about what you think and feel. You can think about your thoughts, and you can think about your feelings. Can you feel about your thoughts? Can You, you can certainly feel your feelings. That's what they're for. So I have a psychiatrist that I don't like. <laughs> I'm on antidepressants. I talk about it a lot on the show. I guess I don't talk about it too much. I think I'm giving myself a hard time. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I have depression. It's a thing that I have, you know? Definitely parts of my life where I was, like, obsessed with it. <laughs> antidepressants are funny, dude. I remember I was arguing with a Scottish guy one time when I was in Ireland. Uh, I was like, what are you doing here? You're in the wrong country. Just kidding. Yikes. Um, no, he was saying like, I think it's a wee bit sad that you take antidepressants. He doesn't sound quite as Shrek-ish as I'm making him sound. But it's the best I can do. <laughs> uh, and I was like, oh, Cool. <laughs> That's a common argument you hear. People are like, oh, you can't deal with your shit like on your own, you know? You you know, you should be able to. It's, a, it's a, in essence a mind-altering drug, you know, that I take every day. <laughs> I feel it's, it's it just kind of takes the weighted vest off, you know? Anyways, this guy was funny. I was like, well, you don't have to take them. So <laughs> you can feel however you want about them. I was very skeptical of them. Got a referral to this psychiatrist that my therapist trusts very much so. And I was like, all right, give it a shot. First medicine started making me feel better. And I've been making more stuff... I don't know if it's better or worse, but I don't think it's... I certainly don't think it's worse. It's either the same or it's better. I think it's better because I get to make more stuff, you know? That's how you get better at making stuff, is making stuff. So anyways, you know, blah, 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 the classic stuff about, like, you don't gotta be sad to make stuff. You just gotta make stuff, and usually when I'm sad, I don't want to make stuff. 
Now, usually when I make stuff, it's stuff that I'm sad about. You know, like I'm the stuff is about sad stuff a lot of the time. Is being sad more interesting than uh, some other aspects of human experience? No. But I was reading the Jeff Tweedy biography recently, autobiography. Uh, by reading, I mean listening to the audiobook of him reading it to me <laughs> in my car <laughs> as I walked around the grocery store and the laundromat and and the like. And he said a really like, cool thing about, like, because I've been wrestling with, like, oh, you know, sadness as, like, a brand and stuff, you know, because that could be dangerous. And he was like, joy doesn't necessarily need to be audited. <laughs> when we're feeling happy, we're not like, why am I feeling this way? What the heck? <laughs> Sometimes there's, like, anxiety that it's not going to be that way. But it's not, it's never like a, what, what the fuck? <laughs> Wild. Um, but yeah, when we're feeling sad, it's like, what is going on? Why, why is this happening to me? He had a, I don't know if I forgot if I already said it, but he's, joy doesn't need to be audited. That is a wild one. Uh... I went to, like, a songwriting class at the college I used to uh, attend. Uh, my teacher invited me back. I just wanted to, like, hear some songwriters, see if there's anyone that wanted to record some shit. I'm looking for people to record and stuff. Um, and he pulled me on stage, and we ended up talking about, like, depression and sadness in songwriting and also just sadness as a person. Because uh, when I was in his class, I was... Uh, I was clinically depressed, I think, during that specific period of my life. I was also very productive. Um, I, like, ran a half marathon during that period of my life. I was just really... Maybe I wasn't... I was definitely depressed, but I was... I was just walking around raw all the time, you know? Worshipping my sadness, but also terrified of it. <laughs> to really, like... Sit with it and honor it and stuff, you know? Yeah, it's like, how do we honor our sadness without, like, distorting? Well, anyways, so the conversation in the class was... There's a term that we stumbled on, sad flexing, which you see a lot. Where it becomes a competition about, like, who can be the most sad. So I, you see it a lot in, like, artistic circles, you know? Because, and, like... You know, suicide is an epidemic that is loneliness to death, you know? And so the more we talk about it, the more, like, that is the cure, you know? Is, like, talking to each other about how we're feeling, you know? And, like, that is what the blues is, you know? And, like, well, this is why, why songs are, you know? They're important to... Like, I feel like the, the most valuable thing you get from a song is, like, one of the most valuable things is, like, oh, you know, you feel seen in your experience. And when you feel unseen, you feel alone. And when you feel alone too much, 
that can kill you, you know? And so it's like, we should, we, there has to be room for us to talk about this, you know? <laughs> and it seems like in, in a large part in like popular culture in the last couple of years, like, that there is like a lot of room. You know, people talk about like going to therapy and whatever. But I also like think a lot about like what is worth sharing, you know? And like what is interesting and what is like helpful for me to talk about versus like what is helpful for other people to hear, you know? I don't think they're always the same thing. Even though my art tends to be like very personal and quote unquote raw. Uh it's it's not a diary, you know, and I I think it's been a diary at times, and it's been unsuccessful in those ways. <laughs> but it's got to be for someone else at the end of the day. You know, there's got to be room for them to think more in the Jeff Tweedy book. Like he was saying, he's like, there has, there has to be, like, space for them to, f- like, intimately collaborate with you or something like that. Um, like, give them enough room to make it their own, but also give them enough to latch on to. Um... So that's the balance, you know. I, I talk about it when Joni Mitchell put blue out a lot. I don't even know if I made this up or how <laughs> I heard this. But apparently she, like, played it for Bob Dylan and Johnny Cash, and they were like, yikes, please don't put this out. <laughs> it's too personal. No one wants to hear about this shit. And she was like, fuck you guys. played rock and roll music i'm just kidding uh it's a very tender folk album and it's now like one of the most revered folk albums you know songwriter albums and when i listen to it i i feel heard you know i don't feel alone listening to that album but i've heard some songs like i was at an open mic type thing the other day and this guy was singing a song about suicide and I, I guess, like, I mean, that the, the, the sheer topic of it doesn't shake me uh, as someone who has struggled with, like, suicidal thoughts in the past and a person who's just, like, into heavy shit. <laughs> uh, in, like, almost a weird macho way sometimes where I'm like, oh, I could be, I could listen to the freaking saddest shit all day, dude. I don't even give a fuck, dude. <laughs> Sad flexing, I guess, is what that is. Um, but no, I, I listen to emotional music. Um, uh, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, yeah, so that didn't shake me. I could feel the audience kind of like bristled up and being like, whoa, this is heavy, you know? Um, and in a way... Like, it's obviously, it's important that this guy was able to sing this song, you know? Like, he had an experience, and he wanted to talk about it, and that, in and of itself, is always beautiful. Um, do I think it was handled super artfully? No. Not dumb. There was, like, a little... There was a hopeful turn at the end of the song, which I, I don't think, like... Which was cool. I don't think there has to be that, necessarily, like, because... <laughs> Sometimes you're not there with the hope, you know, sometimes I can feel like shoehorned in. That's not the part. I guess I was just, I was just wondering like, huh, like, because I felt a little like, 
Ooh, you know, <laughs> listening to that song. And I'm the type of person where it's like, if we were talking and you brought that up, I'd be, I'd probably like lean in and be like, yo, what's up? Yeah. Like, let's talk about it. Um, sometimes though, when you're, I guess it's like oversharing. Like when is, cause as someone who likes to be, you know, talk about personal shit there. Yeah. This oversharing is still a thing. <laughs> and I definitely overshare less now than I did, but. I still share personal shit a lot, and I think everybody has different standards for what is, like, okay to say, what is okay not to say. But when it comes to art, it's like, okay, hmm, like a quest that I've been on for a long time. I feel like it's just, like, been like, okay, what is artful to share? And even if it's not for some people, like, there's some people that would listen to a Sun Kill Moon album or an Andrew Jackson Jihad record and be like, the fuck <laughs> <laughs> this is really fucked up. I don't give a shit about this. What? Why am I doing this to myself? Why am I listening to this guy talk about several members of his family burning to death? Whoo! Um, Penji, great album. Julian Baker, sad songs make me feel better is like a thing that she says a lot. And that's true. I was at a bar the other day with this guy. He was saying... I was, I was talking to a guy and I was like, oh, what kind of music do you make? And he just said sad. And then he said, what kind of music do you make? And then I said, I, as a joke, I was like, oh, anything but sad. And that was my joke, was that there was no sadness in my music. Um... And it has to be, yeah, I guess I, yeah, I wonder, like, because in a way that's a shorthand for, like, Elliot Smith, you know? <laughs> there's certain people that are into Elliot Smith, and there's certain people that are like, no thanks, dude. Let's fucking dance. And I think you could be into both. For sure. That's not a profound statement. <laughs> Anyways, this guy. That overheard us saying that he's like, oh, like, I think I said the word melancholy at a certain point. Because I, I was like, what kind of music do I like? And I was like, anything with like a melancholy thread to it. And maybe if it has a twang or some kind of like edge, <laughs> then I'll sign me up, brother. <laughs> or like a kind of moody soundscape. I say like the postal service, Wilco, that type of shit. <laughs> um, so this guy was saying like, oh, in the body there are like four humors, which I don't know too much about what the humors are. But it's basically like, I don't know if this is like, a, it's like an old debunked sort of like, they used to think that like, you know, there were only four elements and everything was made of the four elements. or so. I don't know if it's like one of those old things that like Aristotle said and then they were all just like well we're not gonna double check that so to the future we go feathers are fall slower than stones cause if it's heavier it falls faster and then someone way later was like bullshit anyways blah 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 so this guy was then saying like oh melanin we you know melanin is we think of melanin as like a pigment it is but uh he was, also, he was saying something about, like, so it's, like, what gives color to the skin, right? And then he was saying something about uh, how it was, like, one of the humors or something, and, like, melancholy translates to black bile. 
and I, I it, then I think he went into like the etymology of it, but I, I, I gotta learn more about this. But as soon as he said that, I was like, "That's so fucking metal. That's so sick. Like I fucking love that." <laughs> Melancholy, black bile. Yeah. So how much can we talk about the black bile? You know, like how much of it is helpful? And cool and artistic and transcendent. Even if even if it turns some people off, you know? So it's like if you're turning people off, it's like, oh, are you doing it bad? Or are you just like, did you find your niche? <laughs> and it's like, we all have different standards for it, you know? But it's a wild... It's like, what is art for? If not to... Uh, Another Jeff Tweedy, this is a lyric in the uh, Wishful Thinking song. It's like, is any song worth singing if it doesn't help? And I guess, he's also saying in his book, like, you know, we're never really just feeling one way. <laughs> like, it's always this ambiguous thing, and that, like, we're uncomfortable with that as people, you know? We like certainty. We do. We like certainty, we do. Yeah, so, black bile, man, how much of it is worth sharing it, and how much of it do you just, like, flush down the toilet, you know? I have this podcast that I'm working on with my friend right now, and the the gist of it is that we, like, read from our diaries, and then use, like, the scenarios to do improv scenes. And there have been times where it's been like, oh, we can't put this on the podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Like I read some So we, we, we usually do some like pre-screening Before we like Because we kind of pick them at random And then we like you know skim through them And change the Specifics To protect the innocent If need be Me and, me and my friend have a lot of mafia ties So <laughs> there's often a lot of uh, Name changing I just watched a bunch of spit get out of me well, that was the weirdest way to say that. Why did I say it that way? <laughs> Anyways. There's a lot of sadness that is not interesting. <laughs> it's what I'm finding. Because I like, all my diary entries are like, hey, I'm sad about this. I'm sad about this. Yeah. And, and they're helpful in the moment to write out. And they're, sometimes they help me have, like, sympathy for my past self or somehow remember, like, oh, yeah, like, I got through that. I can get through stuff that I'm sad about now or whatever. So there's some stuff where it's, like, helpful to me to read over. But a lot of times, like, I'll find, like, an old diary entry or an old, like, voice memo diary thing. And it'll just start with, like, hey, man. And then I'll just be like, yikes! And then I'll fucking not listen to it. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't want to listen to this shit. <laughs> so, uh, not that that wasn't a valid experience, but it's like, who fucking cares, dude? <laughs> not to be harsh, but... I, when it comes to, like, sharing, like, you know, stuff, you know? Like a podcast or a... There's a podcast called The Hilarious World of Depression, which I, I think does a great job of kind of just like taking the piss out of, you know, the demons in our heads, brother. <laughs> but it doesn't like, to me, it doesn't wall like the podcast doesn't wallow. The podcast doesn't romanticize 
if anything, it just tries to, to unromanticize it, but also like kick it in the pants and, and just talk about it and demystify it and all that shit. Anyway, so basically the larger question of just like, oh yeah, to what degree is talking about how sad we are useful? And I think in a macro sense in our society, like we don't talk about it enough, <laughs> obviously. On a micro sense of like artistic communities, do we talk about it too much? Or I guess do we sometimes talk about it in the wrong way? Um. <laughs> Guitars, dude. Insane. Um. Yeah. I guess it's just important to like look at like if we're the people in society that feel shit and then, <laughs> you know, make stuff about it, are we overrepresenting our sadness? Are we underrepresenting it? Are we. I guess the, you know, it's like whatever is authentic, you know? Because I guess. Occasionally, not always. There's n it's not it's not cut and dry, so it's not going to be like here the rules for writing about being sad. <laughs> Ultimately, you could do whatever you want. I'm just I'm just like, what's the difference between an amazing Elliot Smith song and and you know me opening to a random page from my diary and just verbatim reading it, you know? And the difference is artfulness, you know. Even me, when I listen to my old diary vo voice recordings, I, don't, I feel alone. <laughs> I don't feel included. I'm like, yikes, get me out of here. You know? When I hear an L.A. Smith song, I'm like, same, dude. Well. <laughs> and that is, like, we should, we should be doing more of that, you know? But it's, sometimes it's a cop-out to just, like, hide behind your sat. Like, in a way, it's like a way of avoiding being vulnerable. You know, if you just talk about your sadness without actually, like, sitting in it. You know, like, it can be, it can be a weird mask. Sad mask, you know? <laughs> but that's not to, like, say that, like, writing about sadness is, like, bad. Like, most of, probably most of the shit I listen to has a, a bummer tinge to it, you know? But I guess in just, like, a world of songwriters, like, we talk about bummer jams and stuff. But then I was at a Julian Baker concert with my friend who, like, doesn't listen to, like, indie music at all or whatever. And he was just like, this is really good, but it's so sad. And he was, like, uncomfortable and left. <laughs> and I don't think it's like, oh, you aren't woke enough emotionally to appreciate this. It's just like, oh, this is not for him, you know? And I'll make, I'd rather make music for the saddies, you know? <laughs> I'm one of them. <laughs> sad boy, sad girl, you know. I think when it gets into branding and identity, it gets tricky. You know, like, this is part of me. You know, I know my own mental health journey. That's what it's, like, those are the dangerous parts when I'm like, oh, yeah, this is all I ever am. Like, this is where I belong. This is my home, is this. And it's like, nah, dude, it's just where you are sometimes. Just like happiness or anger or jealousy or feeling sexy or horny or unsexy. <laughs>
But sad is sexy in a way, you know? And so... I get, yeah, I don't know, dude. This is just shit I think about all the time. <laughs> like, when are those labels useful? When are they not useful? Because I guess specifically when it comes to advertising, too, you'll see certain bands that'll advertise themselves as, like, happy-sounding sad music or something like that. Uh, someone described my band, the Nova Darlings, our fan AJ, they described it as like crying I think I think they said crying yourself to sleep but in a fun way <laughs> which I adore like I adore that description and I'm very proud of that description cause like sad, sadness could be like right next to hope you know like they don't have to like sad songs are rarely ever just sad I don't know. What what do you guys think about sad songs and shit? Anyways, I feel like I started talking about... I started talking about my uh, psychiatrist because I don't like him. <laughs> and then I like there was a lot... Because, I don't know, I just don't, I just don't think that we get along. Like, our personalities are not compatible. I don't know where we would meet other than that office, but if we somehow did, I do not think we would uh, have, like, a conversation for very long, <laughs> you know? I think he's, a, like, a, he's a, like, he's a fine person, you know? I just, like, there's this, like, I don't know, there's this part of me that wants to be pals with everybody. And it's sort of been, a, like, a lesson in a way, because I'm like, oh, I don't have to be pals with this guy in order for, like, our relationship to work. You know? Like, he's kind of like a mechanic, and he looks at my brain, and he goes, like, how's this part been functioning? And I've been like, mm, cool, or like, eh, not as cool, you know? Um, and we kind of talk about my, like, mind objectively like that. We don't literally talk about it that way, but I just mean, like, that's how I relate to it, you know? Because sometimes I'll walk away being like, oh, I really didn't like that guy. But then I have to, there's a part of me is like, i got to get a new doctor that, I'm, that I like. And sometimes that's super important. I mean, I, I have a therapist, like a talk therapist I really like. Um, and so I get that, that being heard and stuff like that from there. And obviously you don't want, you want to feel like your doctors like know who you are and care about you and stuff. But basically I think, I'm like, okay, dude, my antidepressants are like working. <laughs> Like, this guy is, is on top of it, and he's doing his job. I, I don't like him. <laughs> there are some times where I wish he, like, made me feel a little bit better than I'd feel or something. Or, or was, like, a little more, had a more, like, bedside manner, I guess, or whatever. But I'm like, eh. It's 30 minutes once every, like, three months. <laughs> or whatever. Okay, so basically, what just happened was my computer exploded and uh turns out i like wasn't recording this guitar properly the whole time um hilarious uh i basically started ranting about how i got scammed on craigslist well, i almost got scammed i like didn't send this person this money and then as i was like ranting about the scam the scammer like texted me oh guys i wish i could go into it but i want to wait for the story to complete but basically this person is trying to get me to send them a bunch of money before, and then they're going to send me the keys, allegedly. And then I send them more money, and then and then, and then then I get a, a very cheap apartment. 
but I think this person just wants me to send them money. Anyways, sorry about, I don't know what I'm going to do with the guitar and the rest of this. But thank you for listening, guys. Happy Sad Talk thing. Um, yeah, the Nova Darlings are going to be playing at May 11th. <clears throat> at May 11th. On May 11th. At the Lexington with Truesdale. And motherfucking Okadoxage. And motherfucking Baby A. So come see that show because it'll be a dang good time. I love you, friends. Go forth into the night of, 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 of day. Texas motherfucker back. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking.